Every once in a while, a new technology, an old problem, and a big idea turn into an innovation. That is a quote by Dean Kane. Welcome to Trina Talk. Trina Talk is a weekly podcast that will inspire and empower women of all ages to strive for the impossible. Your host, Trina L. Martin from TrinaMartin.com, is a motivational speaker, leader, and cybertech expert. Every week, Trina will share wisdom gained from her life experiences and lessons learned while pursuing her goals to inspire you to achieve the next level in your life. Now, your host, Trina L. Martin. Hello, welcome to Trina Talk. I am your host, Trina L. Martin, and this is episode 60. The topic of this week's episode is building your business with Facebook. My guest this week is Chantal Garrity. Chantal went from a broke business owner in a new country with three kids under five years old to an abundance business owner all using Facebook. She now empowers business owners who have no marketing budget to create an income-producing strategy using Facebook. Hi, Chantal. Welcome to Trina Talk. Hey, Trina. So I'm happy to have you here. Um, You are a Facebook strategist, but you have a very interesting and inspiring story. Why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners about yourself? I think we all have interesting stories, um, and I'm glad that you find mine interesting. Um, for my, I'm originally from South Africa, so you'll notice I have a little bit of a mixed accent. Um, I now am currently living on the Gold Coast in Australia. I moved here 11 years ago, uh, immigrated and left my family where I'd grown up and known everybody, and everybody knew me, and I had a well-established business. Um, to come to a new country, um, to explore new opportunities uh, with my then husband and didn't know anybody, knew nobody, uh, did have family in the rest of the country, but no sort of immediate family close by. Um, I have twins. They're now 14 turning 15 and my youngest daughter is 11 turning 12. But when we moved here, I, I had three kids under the age of five years. And having come from South Africa where we used to the um, the help you know, you've got your um, your nannies that help you. You've also got your grandparents. Uh, you've got friends, family. Um, coming to a new country and not having anything at all, um, including literally starting with, with not a cent in the bank again. Um, and the only income that we had at the time was actually my, my husband at the time uh, was his income. And, and in t- I got my qualifications certified, I wasn't actually able to to go and work. Um, And it was about a four-year process uh, going through temporary residency and permanent residency before I was able to um, actually start contributing financially. So I was really, really um, overwhelmed, stressed, struggling, uh, trying to work out how I was going to, um, you know, how I was going to help contribute financially to the family. Uh, More importantly, uh, after the first two years, my husband at the time got made redundant and was then unemployed. So we were sitting with him trying to find uh, trying to find another another work, more work. Um, And our residency hadn't been finalised yet. 
Um, and then there was myself uh, who couldn't work and had to look after the children at home. So I literally stumbled and fell into Facebook. Uh, initially used Facebook just to connect with my family in South Africa. Um, but what I soon learned was that it was an amazing platform for you to um, connect with other people, to build genuine, authentic relationships and find other people who, who uh, had the same sort of values as, as you and the same insight um, and was able to actually start to grow a little business uh, just from sitting on my bum um, and sitting on Facebook. Uh, the bad news was I did a lot wrong in the early days. <laughs> um, didn't follow Facebook etiquette. Out of des desperation, did some stuff which nowadays would be called a little bit spammy. Um, but I learned the hard way. And um, really, really excited because within two years, I had established my, my first business, um, which was great. Well, fully established my first business, which was really good. Wow. Okay. So you're originally from South Africa and you moved to Australia. What made you move to Australia? So um, in South Africa, after the apartheid, you know, there's been some political changes and um, with affirmative action, a lot of the, um, with affirmative action, there's been kind of a reverse in that in order to get the quota right within the, um, within the job sector, Basically, they had to employ a lot more um, African people, a lot more um, Zulu, Kosa, Indians, coloreds, and therefore it left the opportunities for uh, people with whiter skin. Uh, there was a, in order to establish rebalancing, um, there was that trend towards there. So it was becoming uh, harder for, for people to find employment and um, and with the turmoil, there wasn't a lot of, um, you know, international funding and support as well. So basically, we did it for the future of our children, just to look for new opportunities. Um, and Australia is very much like South Africa, similar, similar sort of weather, um, beautiful beaches. Um, so it seemed like a logical step. You know, I think I was 30 years old when I moved. Um, so still young enough to kind of start again. Okay. But yes, I have no I have no regrets. Now you said you had a business in South Africa. What was your your previous business? Sure. So in South Africa, I was overweight up until the age of about my twenties, um, and my mother had uh, quite a lot of health issues. And when I was twenty years old, the GP said to me, "Look, you're going down the same path. You're going to have to be on cholesterol, diabetes, and blood pressure medication." So um, I, at that time, I was studying to be a school teacher and I worked as a school teacher for five years. Um, but what I started to do was take responsibility for my own health and um, started to lose weight, started to get healthier, and I, I did not want to go on medication. So uh, I decided to do a get my personal training diploma. I went and studied uh, personal training and opened up my own studio. Um, it was easy to do in South Africa because I knew everyone. I was at school with everyone. I was a teacher for five years. So I knew everyone at the school. Everyone knew my family. So it was quite easy to build a business when people already knew your story. Um, everybody knew my story, watched the transformation in my weight loss journey and my health journey. For me, it wasn't so much about the weight but more so um, the health. Um, and so it was easy for me to have a, a gym. 
So, it, well, more like a personal training studio. So when I sold that and moved over here, I uh, basically wanted to carry on pursuing that. Obviously, with the three kids under five years, it was a lot easier for me then to go into back into personal training rather in, than school teaching. Um, and But the thing is, I don't know if you know the Gold Coast, there's a personal trainer on every corner. Um, and these personal trainers on every corner, they have got uh, their sports models, they athletes, um, you know, they grew up here. So everybody knows them. Everyone knows their story. And for me, I knew no one. Um, and it was incredibly sort of difficult in how was I going to get to know everyone? How was I going to uh, increase my personal branding so that I could basically build my business and have people choose my personal training business over everyone else's? Hmm. Very, very, very interesting. Now, you went through that transition and you moved to Australia and then you say you just kind of, um, you know, learned to take Facebook as something more than your communication means with your family. Tell me about that journey. Yeah, sure. Um, it's quite funny because my ex-husband always says, oh, you always used to play on Facebook all the time. <laughs> Um, but Facebook really did um, open up so many opportunities. I mean, the fact that me and you right now are having this podcast, um, you know, we met on Facebook. Um, so it's a great way to show how versatile the platform is and that if you go onto the platform and you start um, looking for your ideal clients on there and if you follow the right etiquette around Facebook, you can do two things. One, you can attract your ideal client to you by having a good personal branding um, and the second part of it is you can actually go onto Facebook and look for your ideal clients and present yourself to them um, so you know and this is uh, this is talking about organic free Facebook so people always say you know oh yeah well can we use Facebook advertising and I go yeah for sure um, however um, you should get the fundamentals right you have to get the organic fundamentals right before you actually start even exploring Facebook advertising. Um, because some people see Facebook advertising as a magic pill, but if they don't get the foundations right, uh, it doesn't work. So up until the stage, I've done no Facebook advertising. I've literally gone in and found like-minded people. Um, I've shown them, I've shown them, I've told them my story. I've shown them what it is about me, uh, potentially that they could choose me over somebody else. Um, and within Within two years, I had a fully-fledged personal training business, and within five years, I opened up a health, wellness, and fitness center on the Gold Coast. And I think for that, um, everyone kept asking, well, how? How did you do it? You know, what? how, how did that happen? Because you don't even know anybody. Um, and when I said to them, yeah, well, it's Facebook, I had everyone then asking me, please, could you show me how to use Facebook um, to, to get the same result? So Facebook is scary, it's overwhelming, it's stressful, it can be a massive time waster, but I just believe people just need to explore the, the right way to use it um, and fully understand its full, full, its full capabilities um, and, of course, privacy and safety settings. They're the most important thing um, people need to learn when they go on the platform. Um, and then work out what is the best way, what is the best way to to show people what it is that you do, um, to show them your point of difference, to show them your unique selling point, to show them your niche that you have, um, and then to offer them um, or to have a desirable offer in the background so that if they are curious, um, you can then you can then invite them to explore that opportunity with you. 
Mm. So that's amazing what you're saying as far as because, you know, me doing what I'm doing. And of course, you get the Facebook ads that pop up all the time saying, oh, promote this post. And and I've always kind of been skeptical. And I hear some people do it and then some people don't. But so you're telling me there is a way to organically build your brand without having to spend money. Yes, uh, yes, 100%. Yeah, 100%. I think um, if you consider that Facebook is kind of like networking, um, you know, in the olden days, you would go out, you'd, you'd go to a networking group, you get to stand up, you get to do your elevator pitch um, and make sure that it was an outstanding, memorable elevator pitch, and then you would connect with people in the room. You know, that takes time. It takes time to to get up and go. And for me, especially the networking groups, uh, most of them were either in the evenings or in the morning. And that was time that I had to be there with my children. So it was really out of the question to be attending all these networking groups. And, you know, some of them are Australian dollars, anything from $20 to $50 per per event. Um, However, on Facebook, if you've got a professional set up page and if you've got a professional personal profile, can connect with people on Facebook um, and you can be a little bit more selective as well so you're not wasting your time. Uh, you can go and find those people and you can make connections with them. Um, and not. And when I say connections, I'm not talking about going and selling to them straight away. I'm saying forming genuine, uh, showing genuine interest in what it is that they're doing and looking for and seeing if there's an opportunity for you guys to, to work together, to either collaborate or um or work together. So, um, yeah, it, it is massively exciting and you have control over that. You have complete control over it if you know what you're doing. Mm. Now, do you, have you compared Facebook to some of the other platforms and see um, what gives you better results or are you just solely on Facebook? Sure. Great question. Um, I actually last year went and got my diploma in social media marketing. So I did things backwards. I was completely self-taught. I've been a Facebook strategist for the last three years. Um, In fact, the first year I called myself a Facebook coach because I thought I'll just show people how to use Facebook. But what I realized is that it's the strategy that defines whether or not you get a paying result. Coaching might help you grow your page. It might help you get fans um, and improve your your personal and business branding, but it's the strategy that's actually going to um, help you get the result. So at the end of the three years, I decided to go and get my social media marketing diploma, which qualifies me in all the social media platforms. So my niche is Facebook as a Facebook strategist, meaning that I can help people generate uh, income opportunities. Um, as opposed to just growing your Facebook page, but actual income opportunities coming up with a strategy to actually that results in paying clients. Um, My program from then, um, I have people then come to me who want to um, then integrate the rest of the channels. So they may choose LinkedIn, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, um, and I'm able to integrate all those channels. Um, so when people say to me, well, can I help them generate income using those channels? I say to them, you really need to get work with a specialist in each of those areas. So I can integrate you with them, but you really need a specialist in those areas. So for example, if Instagram has a change in algorithm, I will probably find out one day to a week later than everybody else. 
because I'm on Facebook every single day. If Facebook does anything differently, I know immediately because I'm on it all the time. So I do believe that it is good to be a specialist. Um, and it's not humanly possible. If anyone says it's possible, I'd, I'd like to see it. I don't believe it's humanly possible to keep, um, there's not enough hours in the day, to keep up to scratch with every single change in algorithm um, or, or um, platform. So when people are choosing a platform, I always say to them, you know, consider where your clients are. Instagram is a fantastic platform for younger people. And generally it is picture-based because it is pictures. So it's picture-based, it's for younger, it's a younger demographic. Um, so unless your business has got good pictures, it's not really going to do well. So for example, like financial companies, if they go, uh, if they're a financial loaning company and they have an Instagram page, well, their pictures are not going to be that great. There's, there's no one's going to want to share it, look at it, engage in it. Um, so, and your ideal clients potentially, you know, 25 under potentially aren't going to be looking for financing. Um, but Facebook, however, is a story-based platform. So it's for people that um, want to read or tell stories, tell their story. Um, it's a little bit more engaging. Uh, so if it, it tends to it tends to work well with sort of the 35 plus age group. And I mean, there is a little bit of room to move on the other side. Uh, LinkedIn's a lot more formal. If you go onto LinkedIn, it's a lot more formal platform, a lot of people showing their expertise, a lot of people looking for positions and work. So, um, or looking, you know, maybe for uh, podcast speakers or event hosts or, so you have to respect each of the platforms. Each of the platforms has their own, they have their own values. They have their own intention. And as long as you follow the rules of the platform, uh, you will get results. Mm. So that that's very informative just to know um, the difference between all the platforms. Now, when you're building your brand, do you suggest that people try to go out on every platform? No. Um, I, what, the first thing we do is obviously I look at personal branding and see how they want to actually establish themselves as a person first because I do believe that people buy people. Um, and with social media now and everything being online, people are actually desperate for uh, human connection more than anything, more than ever now. So I always look at the personal branding first and what their intention is. I also look at their comfort zone and and the type of personality that they have because not everyone might, you know, not everyone might might be like me who's exceptionally public um, and confident and I don't mind sort of being very, very open and public. Some people might have, might want to do things a little bit um, more introvertedly and that's okay. You can still do that. Um, so I work with an alignment with, with what feels genuine to them. We then look at their competitors um, and we see what their competitors are doing, what platforms they are on, where their ideal clients are sitting um, and then we work out which is the best platform for them. I always say people should start with Facebook. If you don't know what platform to start with, um, or I 100% believe that Facebook is the place to go to. 93% uh, of small businesses choose Facebook as their primary platform. Um, so I believe more, more money changes hands in business over Facebook than any other platform. I have heard LinkedIn. I have heard many people um, doing really, really well on LinkedIn, but it's more the opportunities that come from it, not actual um, sort of buying a coaching program or um, 
things like that. And with Instagram, most of the time, a lot of the swimwear brands and a lot of the uh, natural products brands and things that, you know, they sell a lot of products because it's impulse emotional buying. Um, it's, it doesn't have to be story-based and it's picture-based, so it looks pretty. So that does well on Instagram. So, yeah, so I'd look at generally look at it and if they're not unsure, I'd say, look, get to know one platform really well. Whatever platform you choose to run your business on, you need to learn how to use it and use it well um, because else you're wasting all the opportunity that it has. Um, so, you know, I have business owners that come to me and they're using every single platform um, and none of them are generating results and they're spending, you know, a couple hours a day on each of the platforms. I just say to them, well, stop all of that. Just focus on one and get that one platform 100% right. Go and read articles, keep up to scratch with what, you know, the changes that are being made. Um, go and work out what, go and have a look at the actual values behind the, behind the brand. You know, Facebook is all about genuine, authentic relationships. So as long as you do things the right way by having genuine, authentic relationships, you are following its values and then it helps the algorithm. So therefore you'll get more leverage out of the algorithm. But as soon as you start to spam, be spammy or do things uh, like reproduce content um, and um, sh share the same content in too many places, then Facebook will penalize you because they're saying, hold on a sec, we don't want you to spam everyone with things. We want you to actually build genuine relationships. So... Mm. You have to go with you have to go with the platform. Get to know it well. Go with the platform, um, or else the algorithms won't work for you. Mm. So, when you are helping someone build their brand, how long are you working with that person? How long does it take you to get that person's brand in line on Facebook so that they can take over and continue going? Yeah. Um, my program that I work through is six hours. I can normally get it within six hours. I can streamline the entire personal branding, business branding, and come up with an effective funnel that we can use on Facebook to get a paying result. Um, because people go on and they try to do too many things all the time, uh, they end up creating a fluffy online presence. So um, I believe that if they if they know what they're doing, if they've got one formula to follow and they wake up every day, um, it should take them no longer than 20 minutes per day. They wake up, they spend 20 minutes on Facebook following their one funnel and they put all their energy and effort into that one funnel. They will get known for that one thing um, and they will have a, lot, a much more effective profile. And we do that over, uh, over six hours. So we break it up into other three two-hour sessions or uh, six one-hour sessions depending on the person. Hmm. Okay. Now, I believe, did you say you have a book? I, I'm currently writing a book at the moment, um, which I'm very excited about. And it's going to be sharing um, all the things that I did wrong in business. And that could have been avoided um, so that I can possibly help save some, some of the tears that some people are shedding when they first start out. Um, and it explores opportunities, well, all the opportunities that are out there for startups or for new small businesses that don't have a market, marketing budget. It explores other ways that they could, other creative ways that they could market their business without actually having to um, spend money on it. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. Do you want to give just a couple of uh, your pointers from the book? 
Uh, yeah, I think, look, one of the most important things, um, I'll go with the first, uh, four, uh, I'll go with the four R's. Um, so one of the first, the first R's is review. So many people don't actually review their online presence and see what's working and not working. So I encourage people to go in on a weekly basis and have a look at their insights, have a look at their posts, the time of day, the type of content that's working, the people that are engaging, um, and actually review the work that they're doing so that they can make changes the following week, um, so that they're constantly moving forward, that they're not just doing the same old, same old and not getting a result. So that's the first R. The second R is to respond. So many people go and spit stuff out onto social media without actually then going back and responding to those people. The whole purpose of writing content or sharing content is to get engagement, um, which is to build a relationship, which means you have to be respectful and go back and you've got to thank people. You've got to ask them questions. You've got to answer their questions um, as well. So many people don't actually go back and respond or they do it a week or two later. Um, which is which actually shows, I think, a little bit of disrespect towards your audience. So in order to build genuine relationships, I mean, you wouldn't do that to your partner or your children. So, um, you know, answer back. So if you do actually post, make sure that you are, once you post, at least by the end of that day, you're going back and responding. Um, the third one is reputation. So reputation is so important. So you've got to work out how you want to be seen online and how you want to be seen online, the kind of, values that you want to put forward, your key messages that, that keep coming through help people uh, form a deep relationship with you. It helps them from a connection perspective go, right, you are the person I want to work with. So get reputation is getting your key messaging right um, and portraying yourself in a professional manner online and being consistent with it as well. So many people are so inconsistent with their key messages and their personal branding and if it's too fluffy, people won't um, invest. They won't invest in it. They won't um, actually allow you in into a, a deeper level. Um, and with reputation, that also comes reputation management. So reputation management is, is that if you're going to use these platforms, you have to be perfect prepared for the fact that there are crazies everywhere, just like in your community, um, you know, in real life there are crazies and online there are crazies and people are always going to have a difference of opinion. So you have to be able to, to be ready to, um, to block people, um, to report people, to hide comments. Um, you need to be familiar with all those things so that you can prevent sort of any online trolling or bullying that happens. And the fourth R is um, referrals. You have to be confident in giving referrals. So if, for example, you're on Facebook, that means you at a person and you at their business using their URL. Um, and then you have to know how to actually go and if those are referrals, what do you do with those referrals? You don't just say thank you, but you actually say thank you so much for the referral. Hey, Mary, um, uh, Jane has given me a referral. I'd love to... Um, I'd love to uh, chat to you about anything in any way in which I could help you and then look at what they've actually asked for and try and answer the answer their pain point or whatever it is that they were asking for to show your value. Then, of course, offering them an opportunity to work with you as well um, or not just to work with you but to engage further. So would you like to private message me? Would you like to send me an email? Would you like to jump onto my website and check out my, my other services or products? 
Um, or would you like to read my reviews um, to see how I've helped other people? Um, so those are basically the four R's and um, that's what we're going to be, um, some of the stuff we'll be talking about in our book. Oh, that sounds um, very informative things that everyone should know. And I'm glad you mentioned about the trolls and blocking people. And, you know, cause I get some of these people that, um, and more so the men that make inappropriate yeah. comments and things. And then, uh, yeah, I just end up blocking them. And, um, but yeah, it gets kind of discouraging at times because, you know, clearly I'm trying to do business. I'm not about talking to the guy or whatever and then they'll hey how's it going and it's, it's like no that's not that's not what I'm doing here <laughs> yeah there is um I actually help a lot of um, professional businesses um business owners set up uh their, their profiles and show them how to use them there's some that are um maybe in domestic violence uh, situations or may have child protection orders out or they their kids can't have access to people so I actually go in and help them set up their personal profiles uh, professionally but also show them how to privately use it to protect themselves too um, which is great and and on top of it some people ask me to come in and show them how to use the privacy settings so that they can online date but they want to be able to do it responsibly mm-hmm mm-hmm well, that's that's great. Um, Chantal, so we're going to go into the question portion of the show. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. So question number one is, who or what motivates you? Oh, I'm going to say my mom. My mom motivates me. She had a really, really tough, uh, tough life. Uh, three children, single mom always believed you had to work hard in order to um, in order to to get by um, and it motivates it always motivates me because I know there's a different way so I want to provide that different way or show my children a different way that you don't have to work hard you can just work smart so she motivates me I do this so that um, that I can give them a different way of doing things hmm. what demotivates you oh demotivates me I really uh, one of the biggest things that I really struggle with more than anything is people who talk and don't take action um, there's many people out there that moan complain um, and 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 keep asking for help and when you give them help and you go here I am take it here is the solution like uh, here's free I'm giving you free things on how to do content and free things on how to do this and if you follow these four steps, you'll be able to get your business off the ground. And, you know, two, three weeks later, they're still moaning and complaining and they actually haven't taken action. So that for me really, that deflates me more than anything. Mm. When was a time that something was said or done to hurt you, but it worked for your good? Oh, that's deep, really deep. Um, okay, so I'll be honest with you. That was probably my marriage. Um, in my marriage, uh, for South Africans, you know, women don't generally leave men and women aren't generally more successful than the men. So it's been very difficult for my ex-husband now to sort of accept that fact. Um, but the whole way through sort of our marriage, I was always told that I could never 
be good in business and, you know, he was always the breadwinner. He was the, the main provider. Um, but when he got made redundant and twice in Australia, that gave me, there was no other option for me to step up and to not believe that anymore and just go, you know what, I can do this. I don't care what anyone thinks of me. I can do this. I need to do this and I will do this. So for me, that was really the biggest turning point in my life. Um, and I'm grateful for it. Mm. What is your fear? My fear, this is where, um, you know, that goes back to my mom again, where she honestly believed that if you stopped working, that you wouldn't make any money. So I constantly have to check myself to make sure that I'm including things that, uh, including holidays and I'm including my exercise um, and, you know, going to watch my children's sport and get getting involved in their lives because she never took the time to do that um, for herself because she believed that the money would stop coming if she did. So I find that I have to check myself on that every, every now and then uh, because obviously that had been spoken quite a lot while I was growing up to go, well, hold on a sec, there is another way, there is another opportunity and I'm doing this for my children and so that I can be a part of their life and I can contribute um, and that I can go on holiday and I and I can lead a balanced life um, without killing myself and the money will still come. So I'd say hmm. that's my feeling. Is there a time when you wish you had done something that you didn't? Oh, you ask great questions. Um, yeah, I think at the initial stages of business, uh, when I set up, you know, when I started to set up all my systems and I started, you know, finding out what was the best booking calendar, what was the best payment system, and I researched all these things, I kind of wish I'd researched a little more and I'd asked a few more questions because I've had to upgrade my systems twice. So one of the things that I'd never considered was scalability and, um, you know, you can do what you're doing, but when it's really going well, well you've got to have massive systems in place. And I think I took the system side for granted because, to tell you the truth, it's the, the thing that I dislike the most about running my business is that all those IT sort of systems. But, yeah, upgrading my system, I've had to upgrade my systems twice in the last three years, which has cost a lot of time, a lot of headaches. Um, and I wish that in the beginning I'd kind of had a little bit more faith or trust in myself and had and, and gone, well, I'm, oh, yeah, I'm just going to get, you know, one or two clients to, oh, well, now I've got 20 clients. How am I gonna, how are my system's going to cope? I wish I'd sort of seen more potential in myself and gone, well, hold on, this is really going to work. Let's just put in the best systems in place right now to be able to capture all those people and let's do that right now. Let's make that a possibility right from the onset rather than have to work through, work mm. through it all. Is there a time that you wish you had not done something? Um, I had not done something. Yeah, it's a hard one because even the things that I have, you know, wish I hadn't done. Uh, at the end of the day, they've all taught me lessons, which is which is really great. Um, so I would have to say, um. Yeah, I think prioritizing with running a gym, I've had to be at the gym at 5.30 in the morning every day, seven days a week. So 
and finishing, you know, because everyone wants to go to the gym early morning and evenings. So I wish that I had from the from the onset possibly employed other staff or people to do that because it would have been benefit, more beneficial for me to have that time with my children a couple nights a week or early mornings. And I wish I'd kind of done that sooner than I than I did. Hmm. Okay. What is your definition of success? My definition of success is going to bed with a smile on your face every night. That was something that I said for myself um, when I decided to leave my husband um, was that I want to go to bed every single night with a smile on my face, knowing that I've done my absolute best that day um, and that tomorrow is a new opportunity to do even better and to do more. So, um, yeah, my definition of success is, is happiness and going to bed happy, I would say, every single day. Okay. How do you recharge? Um, I go to the gym. So it's good to hear, Trina, you go to the gym as well. So I go to the gym four times a week and I try to go to yoga once or twice. I may also go for walks or cycling because I am actually, uh, I'm quite an active person. Um, So going for walks and listening to podcasts um, and at the beginning of each year, a new rule that we set at the beginning of this year was that we would book four holidays in advance for the year. So we would work towards our holidays. So we tried that out this year um, and it's been amazing because when you know a holiday is coming up, um, it kind of gives you a little bit more energy and inspiration, but those holidays also allow for you to recharge. So we do a lot of camping where we can kind of disconnect from technology for a while. Um, And again, it's also uh, making you then put in the right systems in place so you can still generate income while um, while you are enjoying time with the family and holidays. Hmm. What are you awesome at? I am awesome at activating and and influencing people. Um, And I was always kind of scared of that because everyone always used to say I'm so full on and I understand like some people get it and don't get it. Um, And a couple of years back, I did the Gallup strength test. Uh, Absolutely. It was the best thing I've ever done because I came out and the three top categories that came out was I'm an activator. Uh, command is the second thing. So I have this ability to um, command or lead people to do things. And my third one was winning people over. Um, I love to win people over. And what I identified was that some people are really stuck. Um, They struggle to take that first step. But again, with my history and being a personal trainer, I have no problem in, in, in helping people to take that first step and giving them then the confidence and skills to keep moving forward. Hmm. What legacy do you want to leave? My legacy, I think, I think people, um, I would really like to encourage more people to invest in themselves. There seems to be a massive trend at the moment where people are wanting to outsource everything and they're wanting to outsource to, at a at far too early stage where as soon as something becomes a little bit difficult, they want to outsource it. Um, but like uh, we were talking about earlier before the podcast started, you know, is the sooner you get used to the roller coaster of the, the fact that your business is going to be a roller coaster, it's going to be up and down the entire time. And when you first go on that roller coaster, you're screaming your head off and it seems like it's never going to end and you thought you're going to die and your heart's pulsing. 
but as you go on that roller coaster again and again and again, it just becomes normal and it becomes fun and the ups and downs are less dramatic and they're more manageable. So for me, I really would like to encourage more people to invest in themselves, to get used to the, uh, used to the idea that business is a roller coaster ride and the sooner you get used to it, um, rather than jumping off, rather hold on um, and have fun. And I feel like everyone would have so much of a, a better working life, um, which mm. is going to resonate, which is going to, you know, translate to the entire rest of the family as well. I love that. I, I really do. Give the listeners one motivational takeaway. Uh, you guys are amazing. Every single one of you who is listening and who's not listening is uniquely special the thing that makes you different is you. When, you know, we talk about selling and it sounds terrible, but it's more like servicing. Everyone has a story. Everyone has a special skill and a special service and, and, and a way that they can impact the world. Hang on to that thing. Have confidence that, um, have confidence that it's going to work. Um, and don't focus so much on, on your feelings towards it, but focus on the impact that it's having on the other people um, because that will give you the strength to keep moving forward. Mm. Okay, Chantel, give the, uh, let the listeners know where they can connect with you. Sure. I'd love you to connect with me on Facebook, Chantel Girardi. You can also jump onto my website, which is www.chantelgirardi.com.au. Just check the spelling. There are heaps of free resources and blogs and podcasts and live trainings and downloadable templates all on the website for you to take advantage of um, and to help you get, get ahead in your business. Okay. Well, I just want to say thank you because I didn't know everything that you said about Facebook. So you really informed me on just how powerful it is and how it can be used for um, branding. So I thank you for coming on to the show and sharing your expertise with us. Thank you so much. Um, you're doing such amazing work. And um, yeah, I'm a massive fan. Thank you. If you like Trina Talk, please don't forget to go out to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. Also, who else in your life do you know that needs some motivation and inspiration in their life? Don't forget to share Trina Talk with them. I hope you have a great week. And remember, if you change your mindset, you can change your life. Keep striving because success is a journey, not a destination. You can listen to Trina Talk anytime and anywhere. It's available on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and all other places that you can listen to podcasts. If you like the podcast, please don't forget to go to iTunes to subscribe, rate, review, and share. If you have questions for me or need inspiration on how to go to the next level, tweet me directly at Trina L. Martin.